Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the number one professional wrestling radio show in Las Vegas. This is the Mark Hoke Show. The Mark Hoke Show. Going bell to bell with the best in professional wrestling news, entertainment, and lots of Sin City surprises from inside the squared circle. Now, let's get to all the exciting pro wrestling action and bring on the host. Here is Mark Hoke. And we are back for our number two of the Mark Hoke Show. Man, I'll tell you what, this is going to be something else. Terrific guest coming up as Joe Malenko is going to be joining us here on the show. Of course, we got the gang flying around. Brian Ronovich is sitting over there. Yeah. From LasVegasWrestlingScene.com. Brian, how are you? I'm good, man. How are you? Um, are you are you cooling off a little bit? No. That was epic radio, though. No. That was, a heck of a, that was a heck of a rant. Sorry, man. I got to call it how I see it. Man, it was good. Thank you. Well thought out, though. You didn't go crazy. No. I, that I, might have been a little crazy for you, but it wasn't really crazy. I try to keep things under control. Yeah. You know? But mm-hmm. somebody who else too doesn't keep things under control, who we've got on the line for hour number two, Joe DeFalco from Future Stars Wrestling. Joe, how are you? Good. Oh, wonderful. Big show tonight. Yeah, absolutely. We got the big FSW show coming up, and we did confirm Nick Xander will be joining us in the uh, second part of the hour. So we will get to hear from the challenger for the FSW championship in just a little bit. So that'll be a lot of fun. And of course, we're going to talk about WWE backlash coming up as well. But first, I've got to get to our guest. And I cannot begin to tell you how excited I am to have this guy on the show. Just a legend in professional wrestling. And, of course, is going to be the 2023 Men's Wrestling Honoree at the Cauliflower Alley Club Ceremonies this year. Very happy to have Joe Malenko joining us on the show. Joe, how are you today? Mark, I'm doing good. Thank you. Yeah, very happy to have you with us today. So, how are things going out there in Florida? Um, It is just moist. <laughs> Mainly because I love that word. I just love. It. I use it. I use it all the time. That's all right. Yeah, but I, I did a lot of time down in Tampa for work, so I know of that moistness that you were speaking of, to say the least. Well, so were you were were you personally moist, or this was <laughs> yeah. your experience in Florida? Uh, both. Just it's, it, the, the, it, that's part of the reason I live in Vegas and not Tampa. So yeah, I know. Every time I go to Vegas, the minute I blow my nose, I bleed. Yeah. yeah. So I like I like a little moisture. Anyway, I don't know where I'm going with it. <laughs> it's all good. We go wherever we I'm want just, on the market. I'm just show. excited that somebody's I'm just excited that somebody's excited to talk to me. Oh, absolutely. Why wouldn't we? Um I, I don't I don't know. <laughs> put me on put me on the spot. <laughs> I couldn't sleep last night, man. Oh man, I'll tell you. That probably has there's probably other reasons. Yeah. Well, well, we're very honored to have you joining us on the show today. And, you. you know, I, I guess first thing that I wanted to start off with uh, to talk to you about was, you know, a little bit about your career and you know how everything started and, and getting things rolling in Japan, uh, the family legacy. Just you know, for people that don't, uh, you know, aren't as aware of you as maybe they should be. Tell everybody a little bit about where things got rolling for yourself and the, how you got into wrestling in Japan. So first and foremost, my dad wrestled for a living. He was a professional wrestler from the 50s and 
wrestled up in New York, had a bunch of different names at the time. First, he went as a German, as Otto von Krupp. Well, he had a couple different names, but then eventually became Otto von Krupp. He was about two. He was about five ten, two sixty five. He was a beast, and he was wrestling New York. Uh, so I remember being, I remember being in the old garden in the dressing room with my dad, and you know, you had Bruno San Martino, you had uh, Bobo Brazil. Wahoo was coming in and out. He had just, I, I'm not sure if he already had left the Jets. I think so. Um, so, you know, just a, just this amazing roster of old timers who everybody else stands on the backs of, right? Um, so just, just by the sheer nature of having your dad in the business and all the people around you are in the business, because my dad really didn't surround himself with too many other people outside of those who wrestled for a living. Um, you know, by default, I got into the business. The great thing about my dad, though, was he never, my dad never pushed anything. He, you know, he said, I'll make things available to you. I'll help you get where you need to get. But, you know, that's up to you to decide if you want it. And so that was one of the really good things about him. And one of the things he did at the time was he looked at me when I was about, I was training with Masao Hattori. I don't know if you're familiar with Masao, but, you know, had a, has had his own career in different places. And um, Carl Gotch was coming in from Hawaii. He was going to, domicile in Tampa at the time he was moving to Tampa. And then my dad looked at me and said, you know, if you want, um, I can talk to Carl and see if Carl will help train you. And so I said, of course, cause Carl Gotch was Carl Gotch. He was, he was a God of wrestling before he was designated as, as the God of wrestling in Japan. Mm-hmm. And so I started with Carl, I think it was 69 at the time. So a few years ago and, um, you know, the rest is sort of history. Eventually I, you know, working on my mat game and becoming somewhat sufficient proficient in submission style wrestling. Carl was doing some, Carl was doing some stuff in Japan at the time. He obviously invited me cause you know, I was one of his guys and I started in Japan that way. And then eventually moved around, took on more of the pro stuff, ended up with giant, giant Obaba, which who, who was just a phenomenal promoter in person. And, uh, you know, kind of set my career. The thing about the thing about me, though, and, and this is why a lot of people don't know me from Adam, um, although I have recognition because of my brother, uh, you know, I, I, had, I had an abbreviated career and pretty much just took to just took to Japan. I had other things going on here in the States. So besides wrestling, which was just a part of my life, I, you know, once I made it into Japan, I just stayed there. I loved it. I got, I got to wrestle everybody who was anybody because they all went there. So not like I was missing out on wrestling the premier talent here in the States. Cause they all ended up in Japan at some point. And then uh, I would come back here and I'd work for a living. Well, tell everybody a little bit about the atmosphere in wrestling in Japan back then, because I, you know, I remember seeing in the magazines a lot, you would see, you know, a lot of the bigger guys over there, like, you know, Stan Hansen and Brody and, you know, and, and Hogan would go over there and wrestle and so on. You know, so there was kind of a fat, you know, and Andre. Was, so there's a big a fascination over there with the larger guys you know, but somehow you managed to fit in there too and became very successful. So, you know, tell everybody a little bit about what it was like wrestling in Japan and, and how the scene was for you. Well, when I would walk around, I would, I would stand on my toes a lot. So they would think I was a larger guy and that's how I <laughs> kind of got in. The, <laughs> it was, and it was good for my calves. I always had good calves cause I was standing on my toes a lot. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I just, there were there, there sort there sort of was there was sort of two factions you know there were the big guys and the and the guys like Stan who could just go um, you know brawlers who could just go and go and go and have great matches and nonstop for thirty minutes to an hour and um, you know and then there were the you know then there were junior guys who were on the mats sort of stuff and 
And Bob were really, Bob was really taken by, obviously he was taken by both. He was taken by the guys who were huge and got out there and attracted the crowds just because they were so damn big. And then he got, you know, he, he was, Bob was attached to the junior guys who could get in there and really move around and do some neat and interesting stuff. And, you know, it looked and felt a lot more legit um, as it related to like mixed martial arts and, and uh, you know, some of the, some of the combat forms that were sitting around in Japan at the time. So, um, and because I did that, you know, I was, I was, I, I fit well. And, you know, one thing when you talk about that style and it, a lot of times I think people considered that it was ahead of its time a little bit, because I think you, you look back at like, you know, the, the legendary match, the tiger mask and dynamite kid hat. And, sure. you know, you see matches, for example, like what you and your brother did and, you know, people were so enamored by the big guys, but you know, you guys were absolutely amazing in the ring too. You know, how, thank you. Yeah, how hard was it to you know stick to that technical style when you you kind of saw other guys were you know doing the the big guy stuff and you know more of the sports entertainmenty kind of stuff where you were into that style of being a technician and being very good at it. I mean, it wasn't a stretch at all. It was who I was. I mean, how yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't attempting to be anybody else, although at times I had to work towards, you know, other guys in the match that were different than me. So, you know, we had to shift, like, you know, we worked against the Fantastics, for example, and Bobby and, and um, come on, Bobby and Tommy. Tommy. Who was the other guy? Tommy. 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 Yeah, Bobby and Tommy Rogers. Um, you know, m- more a different style of match. We had to, we had to work against the Bulldogs. Um, my brother and I worked against my brother and I worked against Danny and Stan. And a funny story about that. And it's just, I've, I've got, I always tell people I've got like 83 stories. I just rotate through them. Sometimes I change them up. Sometimes I lie, right? <laughs> Bold faced. And uh, so we're, we're pulling, we're pulling up on a town. We're in a bus. And, you know, my brother and I, at that time we were saying, you know, they never put us with the big guys. They're never going to put us with big guys. We're, we're okay with that sort of thing. And we roll into this town, and sure enough, on the poster was my brother against Danny and Stan. I'm like, ah, wow, <laughs> yeah. So Stan, Stan pretty much ate me up. Um, I came, I came, I came up to him the next day in the gym, and I said, "Hey, uh, you really, you know, I really didn't get a chance to do a lot." He goes, "Well, you should have done this." And I said, "Stan, you hit me with a bell, you hit me with a chair, you threw me into the ring post, you threw me out of the ring." I said, "For, for all practical purposes, I should have been dead." <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, we, you know, we, look, we, we had our style. We felt comfortable in our style. Me in particular, you know, my brother went out to do some amazing things all over the place with a whole bunch of different people and kind of changed the style accordingly. But I, I stayed with, with some exceptions during matches with different people. I stayed who I was because I felt comfortable with it and I was okay with it. And if they liked it, I was going to be there. If they didn't, I'd come home and again, you know, work whatever I was going to do for a living. Yeah, and you know, I getting ready for the show. I went back and watched some of your uh, some of your matches, and you know, I got to see the one with the British Bulldogs, and just you know what what you and Dean did with them was to me absolutely amazing. And I, you know, I'm curious to hear about you know matches like that, and you wrestled the Fantastics, you know, and, and you know Terry Gordy and and uh, Doctor Death. I mean, those you know those matches were just absolutely amazing. And, you know, what was it like to, to wrestle those guys, even if it was in Japan and, you know, a ton of people weren't getting to see it? 
Um, at the time, it was just another job in the ring. It was just it was just another couple guys we had to have a match against, and if they were different than the last couple, we had to change up a notch. Or, I mean, I never really thought about it much while we were doing it, um, with rare exception. I mean, there was only there were only a handful of times, less than a handful of times, where I stood across the ring and went, "Ooh." Um, Tommy was one of those guys, Dynamite. I mean, he was one of those guys where I looked across the ring and I went, huh, that's Dynamite. And I had, you know, I had, I wasn't enamored. I wasn't a, I was a fan. I guess he was a fan of mine at some level. You know, we knew each other from just, um, you know, indirect relationships. But I never, uh, I just, I just always took it as, okay, we're, we're in the ring. I mean, like with the funks, I, you know, Terry and, and Dory, um, you, know, you get in the ring, you think, wow, this is pretty neat. You know, in there with the punks, they have a strong, have a strong relationship on backwards with my dad and, you know, the old man, senior. Um, I have to call him an old man. <laughs> but, but I, you know, on rare occasions, I would stand there and go, ooh, that's pretty neat. But then you just get down to business and do what you're supposed to do, which is what you're getting paid for. And ultimately, you hope that you hit on something so the crowd goes, I like that. And then you come back to live another day. One thing that I yeah one one thing that I really liked about watching some of your matches and and Dean as well was it seemed like you guys just had amazing psychology and were able to kind of hit the right button at the right time and just do tiny little things in the ring that accentuated the match enough to really give it a little bit of extra oomph was that something you got from your dad or you know where where did you pick that pick that up and go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, no. I, I mean, yeah, I think part of that. So we did that sometimes other times we didn't. Sometimes we had barn burners and I look back and I go, wow, that was really pretty neat. And other times we had matches, pardon the phrase, they were the shits. Um, and I look back on both and I, I smile. <laughs> so yeah. hang on a second. That's <laughs> all good. Sorry, I had to hit the dump button there, buddy. <laughs> we're, we're not on satellite here, but it's 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 all good. Oh, I'm I'm sorry. It, so, you know, it's okay. It'll be great for the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I forget what I'm. I'm just me, man. It's all good. Twenty four, twenty four seven until I'm not. So uh, you know, I we learned what we learned by putting in the ring time, being on the mat. And if we were lucky enough to have moments where it just clicked, that was just due to a lot of hard work and kind of taking, you know, taking bits and pieces from what we did. And yeah, my dad, you know, my dad was a great guy with timing, but then my dad would always tell you, he would say, look, I can, I can, um, I can teach you how to work. I can teach you how to get in the ring and do a lot of things, but the timing piece is really, I mean, you get some guys who go through the business 20 years and they never really have the timing piece down. And and just like you said, it's the ability to do that one thing at the right moment and bring a you know bring a, either bring a crowd to their you know, to their feet or you know just get everybody to go. Oh. Um, and it, it, that just that part just kind of either happens or it doesn't. It, it's kind of it's kind of an innate thing at some level. All right. Well, hey, we have to take a break. Um, we want to come back with you for another segment, uh, Jody. So, uh, well, Joe, we'll, we'll we'll stick with Joe Maleko on the show here. Uh, sure, we're going to talk about you wrestling your brother 
which I'm sure was pretty interesting. And, of course, everything that's coming up with the Cauliflower Alley Club, and I'm sure the other guys are going to have some questions here for you, too. So let's okay. let's take a break, and when we come back, more with Joe Malenko here on the Mark Hoke Show. So stick around. we got a lot more coming. We will be right back. Kayfabe World, LasVegasWrestlingScene.com brings you the real story. Las Vegas Wrestling Scene is the source for pro wrestling news, along with their up-to-date events calendar. Visit LasVegasWrestlingScene.com. 101.5 FM KDON. This is the Mark Hoke Show. The Mark Hoke Show. Here again, your host, Mark Hoke. And we are back on the Mark Hoke Show on KDON. Best in pro wrestling news and entertainment. Mark Hoke, Joe DeFalco, the David Difference, Brian Ronovich from LasVegasWrestlingScene.com. And, of course, we are on with Joe Malenko. Having a great time with him as we get ready for the Cauliflower Alley Club event coming up in August. He is the Men's Wrestling Award recipient. Uh, Now, I got to ask you about this because the the match one of the matches that i watched was you wrestling your brother and you know we see those brother feuds the 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 occasional father son and those matches going off what is that like to get into a program with your you know with a family member like that and you know, is it easier is it harder you know tell us a little bit about that oh it's it's slip on a comfortable old pair of shoes are you kidding i mean i you know the 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 best way to have good matches is to be in there not that you can't have good matches with anybody if you're if you're good pros you have good matches you know if you're both good pros you have good matches but that's not and it's, and that's not even a guarantee but if you if you if you've seen somebody for years you've grown up around them you've been on the mat with them a thousand times um everything becomes kind of easy and comfortable and you know if, if if anything it's trying to it's trying to not just go through the paces and have a match yeah see so, yeah easy. See, i yeah I, I always wondered if it you know when especially like if you're cutting a promo on your you know on a family member like that i i would imagine it's pretty easy to draw from experiences where they've ticked you off and be able to say something <laughs> to to kind of get under their skin a little bit you know yeah, the nice thing about again, the nice thing about Japan and what we did and how we were handled, um, there wasn't you know there really wasn't any promo work. We weren't doing any setups on TV or radio or anything like that. It's, I think we did. I think we did do a radio show prior to that because it was a it was a one off kind of thing. They had I don't know if they had done any you know brother versus brother stuff in Japan prior. Um, I know there's been a number of matches like that. I I think the Funks went against one another. If I'm not mistaken, maybe. Um, but you know, in Japan, it was kind of a, a one-off unusual thing. And so they did, you know, they did a radio deal before that, but usually it wasn't like you were cutting promos, you know, my brother, you know, he always stole this from me and my mom always liked him best. And now I'm going to kick his rear end. That wasn't the case. Uh, fair enough. 
Uh, David, you had a question? Yeah, uh, the David difference here. Joe, it is an honor to speak with you today. I just want to know, like, obviously you had a legendary career, and, you know, wrestling has got to be in the blood. Is this? Are you still watching the current products, anything? And what are your thoughts? Um, so I'm not. Okay. <laughs> I say that I'm not. <laughs> there it is. Nah, I, I do have thoughts, though. Okay. On occasion, they're weird and strange thoughts. <laughs> tend to tend to make me have to medicate regularly. So I um, I don't I don't watch the products that exist today cons- consistently by any means. But mm-hmm. I I catch glimpses of things. You know, every once in a while I get told that hey, there was a really good match here or there. And um, you know, my brother being at WWE for a long time, WWF, WWE, 19 years total, and then going on over to AEW. And, you know, so I've always had, I've always had a need or reason, especially if he calls me and says, Hey, did you watch this? <laughs> or are you going to watch this? Um, which he did with AEW at one point, And I, I, I did watch cause I hadn't watched prior to him calling me and saying, you know, you didn't watch it. <laughs> and, um, you know, what I see is things that just aren't my taste. Okay. And that's really what it boils down to. You know, it's preference, right? It's it's what you like or what you don't like. It has nothing to do with what's right or wrong. If it's you know, if it's putting butts in the seat, then it's doing something right. It's just not my preference. Now, as I say that, a lot of what I see, the you know, the athleticism that exists amongst these guys, ah, they put I mean, they put me to shame. I couldn't have done I couldn't have done one third, maybe even one fourth of what some of these guys are capable of doing. Um, and as I, and, and nor would I have wanted to do because I'm already beat up enough and have enough trouble getting out of the chair. (laughs) I worry about, I worry about them in that regard. You know, some of these guys who are fairly young and who are just beating the crap out of their bodies. But, um, yeah, that I don't, I don't favor the products that I see. I don't favor the matches that I see in most instances, but I am very appreciative of how hard they work and the athleticism that they have and the amazing things that these guys can do that I, yeah, in my dreams. Yeah, no, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. But I'm um, so curious as far as I mean, obviously the industry has changed a lot since you since you were doing your thing. Like, what is some of the stuff that when you say it's not for you right now? Like, what are some of the things that may turn you off about it? Uh, I think what we've gotten to is a lot of uh, you know, a lot of spots that are run that just um, very closely approach what I would witness when, you know, when I went to Mexico the first time and the Lucha Libre kind of style of wrestling, um, you know, a lot of, a lot of acrobatics involved. Now the storytelling, although I've seen a couple of matches, um, from some of the guys that the storytelling was phenomenal because they were given the time to do it. Mm-hmm. So that's the other thing, you know, the, the way the matches are set is there's not that time in most instances to tell the traditional story of a wrestling match, which, which never changes has never changed. I mean, there's multiple ways to approach it, but the stories never change, or at least that's my take on it. I agree. And so, you know, we've gotten away from that. We've gotten away from, um, I, I, I'm the, I'm the grab a hold guy. I'm the, you know, I'm the grab a, grab a leg and work the leg. I'm the grab an arm, work the arm. Now right. I've gone against that multiple times in many different situations, but in general, I'm, I'm going to be a bulldog going for the same thing constantly to, to wear it down. And um, I just I just don't see a lot of that. No, I definitely I definitely agree with me uh, with you on that. It, it, it's a whole different sport now. Um, and then so and you- oh, and the other I'm sorry. And the other oh. thing is, <laughs> yeah. you know, and the other thing is is that if 
you know, if, if I have a finish hold, if I have something that's devastating, and every time I throw it during, you know, everything, every time I do that in a match, and some, you know, somebody kicks out or somebody, you know, somebody jumps up before I even get off the mat, um, what does it really mean at that point? Right. So yeah. mm-hmm. we've 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 gotten to a point where you need to do so much to make it look and to make it do what you want it to do in the ring that it's. Yeah, I would rather. Yeah, there was a there was a time where if you slam somebody, you could cover him and pin him. <laughs> right, we're, knock the wind down. He's way, done. Yeah, way past that. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. But it, it's still got to be in your blood. Now you're a pharmacist now, right? I do a lot of different things. I've oh. I've been I've been involved in a bunch of different businesses. I was in real estate for a long time. Um, actually, partnered with the Donald at one point. Um, okay. And I've you know I'm a. I'm going back to the Hillsborough County Sheriff's Office because I'm a reserve guy with them. But took a year off. I'm going back with that. So I, I do a whole bunch of different stuff. Okay, so a man of many things. But how how magical was that period of uh, pro wrestling for you? Oh, it's always it's always going to be great memories. I have some you know some of my best friends were in the business. Doug Furness, for one, you know, passed away a little while back. In fact, we just had they just had a memorial get together uh, for Doug. I wasn't able to attend. Um, I stay in touch with Stan pretty regularly because Stan was a good friend. Uh, spent a lot of time out on the streets with him after matches. <laughs> um, <laughs> really, I got to hear about that. <laughs> yeah. No, with, with Stan, you just <laughs> no. with Stan, with Stan, you just got behind him and followed. <laughs> there was there was not much to it. You just you just followed, and you know, in his wake of devastation, you would just keep going. <laughs> Oh, that's, that's awesome. Well, of course, uh, you're going to be honored at the Cauliflower Alley Club, the 57th annual reunion here in Las Vegas at the Plaza, uh, being the uh, Men's Wrestling Award winner. Uh, tell us a little bit about that, what we can expect, and you know your involvement with the CAC. I had to pay 500 bucks to get that, which... Wow. <laughs> Wow, well, that's for Brad's only. He said, "You know, five hundred, and we'll get, we'll get." So anyway, um, <laughs> I have a, uh, I, you know, I always have mixed feelings about awards. Is, you know, I, and and the guys are like this, right? If if they're not getting something, it's like, yeah, yeah, you know, they, there's no rhyme or reason to these things. Nobody, and so you you kind of you kind of poo poo them, uh, which is a really strong male word, right? Poo poo. So. Um, <laughs> So you do that, but then all of a sudden somebody says, "Hey, by the way, you won this." And you're like, "Oh, what? If this is great! <laughs> yeah, this is the greatest thing ever <laughs> because I won it." Um, yeah. So I look. We all like to be recognized. We all have a little bit, bit of an ego, and it's nice to be told that you know whatever you did, somebody thought was good. And so on that, you know, on that, on that plane, yeah, um, it's nice. Yeah. It's better than hey, go to you. It's nice. I like that. <laughs> Jody, you suck. It's better than that. <laughs> All right, right. Well, it's it, it's going to be a lot of fun with the Cauliflower Alley Club coming up. Uh, it's going to be August 28th through the 30th here in Las Vegas at the Plaza. And we will look forward to seeing you receiving that award. Hopefully you won't poo-poo on it. <laughs> <laughs> but but it, I got to tell you, it was, Joe, it was an honor to have you on the show today. We really do appreciate it. And I uh, said so we'll look forward to See you when you get out here in Las Vegas in a few months. I'm, I think we'll all be down there, so it should be a terrific time. And I want to thank you for coming on the show today. Yeah, I'd be, I'd be remiss if I couldn't take two more seconds on the CAC stuff. I'm Cauliflower Alley Club. Great oh, sure. organization. It's one of those organizations that brings money into it to help 
a lot of the boys who have gotten to places where they need a little bit of assistance. And it's been in, and it's been in existence for you know decades now. Brian does a phenomenal job in his team. So you know anybody who can come out to this thing and support it, it really does. Ultimately, it really does good work. And it's and it's an intimate surrounding where you get the you know the meet and greets are much more personal than a lot of these really bigger events that happen around the country. So hopefully, uh, you know, hopefully anybody listening to this who has a chance to be in Vegas can can attend and come say hi and tell me how great I am. There you go. <laughs> there you have it. There and, it is. and it's only $25 <laughs> to get a membership. So make sure you guys go to caulifloweralleyclub.org and sign up, and you can meet Joe Malenko. I mean, that that's worth go. the 25 bucks. Only bucks, $25. Right? Perfect. I'll pay twenty five bucks for you to come and meet. Me. <laughs> wow! Yeah, there it is. There you, you go. You heard it here. There you go. Thank You're you making guys. money, everybody. <laughs> you got. All right. Well, hey, thanks for being on. We really do appreciate thanks, it. Joe. Hey, we'll see you in Las Vegas, my friend. Okay. Appreciate. it. Thank you. You got yes, it. There you go. There Joe you. Malenko. Everybody. Yeah, that was that was good. Yeah. Oh was man. Good. I I think when the CAC gets out here, we're gonna have to drag all these guys into the studio. Brian Blair and the whole gang. Yeah, that'd but, be good. By the way, you know who the tag team recipient is this year? Um, no. It's the Nasty Boys. Oh. That's a solid pick. Yeah. So so maybe maybe Joe DeFalco should get the Nasty Boys to wrestle at FSW on the weekend of the Cauliflower Alley Club. Joe, what do you think of that idea? Well, I think I, I'd rather pay them to give you the stink face myself. <laughs> oh, oh, damn. No. Uh-oh. Oh, that's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it. Uh, no, let's not do it. No. <laughs> I like that idea. Bad David difference. Yeah, that's a good one. All good right. video. Well, I'll tell you what. We need to take a break, and then when we come back, we're going to get a hold of Nick Xander and get him on the show. He is challenging for the FSW championship tonight against Ice Williams. That is going to be a terrific match this evening. If you haven't got a ticket yet, what are you waiting for? FSWVegas.com. And we're going to speak to the challenger coming up here in just a little bit so stick around for more on the mark Hoke show here on kdon 101.5 fm it's the best in pro wrestling news and entertainment on the mark mark yeah i can't even say it the mark Hoke show will be right back Get ready for one of the most exciting and interactive events on the pro wrestling calendar. The 57th Annual Cauliflower Alley Club Reunion at the Plaza in Las Vegas. Meet some of your all-time professional wrestling favorites. Check out the wrestling memorabilia. Participate in terrific seminars and star-studded events, including Tuesday and Wednesday night CAC Awards and dinner nights. Visit caulifloweralleyclub.org and get your tickets and membership today. That's caulifloweralleyclub.org. Tired of the same boring food when you're out for breakfast or lunch? I'm Mark Hoke, and I have an idea for a different place to go with unique food you're sure to enjoy, and that's Unique Eats. Take some time out of your busy day and stop on in to Unique Eats, featuring celebrity chef Dominic Tedesco and his friendly staff. Whether it's a great start to your day with one of Unique Eats' amazing omelets or lunch with his incredible sandwiches, pasta, and award-winning pizzas, you'll be in for a fantastic dining experience that won't break the bank. Unique Eats also features a smoothie bar and full vegetarian menu as well. Plus, if you need catering, you can count on Unique Eats no matter what the occasion. So what are you waiting for? Get on over to Unique Eats at 3100 South Durango, Suite 100, open daily until 3 p.m. Call them at 702-992-3038 or visit UniqueEatsLV.com for their full menu and catering info. 
break out of the same old routine and have a great meal at Unique Eats today. 101.5 FM K-Don. You're listening to the number one professional wrestling radio show in Vegas, The Mark Hoke Show. The Mark Hoke Show. Now, here again is Mark Hoke. And we are back on The Mark Hoke Show on K-Don. 101.5 FM is the talk of Las Vegas, the best in pro wrestling news and entertainment. We've got Joe DeFalco. We've got the David Difference. We've got Brian Ronovich back over there. Finger to the sky. That's right. You betcha. And we are going to be hearing very shortly from the challenger for the FSW championship, Nick Zander. But, Joe, I wanted to give you a shot here real quick. Uh, Give me a minute and tell us a little bit about what's going on tonight. Well, uh, Day of Reckoning, it's it's basically an FSW casino show that's at the arena. So uh, we got the West Coast Wrecking Crew, Royce and Jarrell. Uh, they're back. They uh, were two-time FSW Tag Team Champions, and they're going to take on uh, Lights, Camera, Faction. So that's a big match. Danny Limelight and Jacob Austin Young, two great talents. They're one and one against each other. No Limits title on the line for that one. As we said, Ice and, and Nick Xander, no holes barred. So that one might get crazy, and, and I'm pretty sure it's going to go all over the arena. Uh, Hero and... and Shogun, they're going to do some singles work tonight against uh, Che Cabrera and Tito Escondido. So you want to talk about some battle of the bruiserweights that we got. A uh, five-way scramble with Young Bodie and Jordan Oasis and and some of our younger talent uh, class. And then Devin Reno against Remy Marcel and Primo Henio, a rematch of a match they had about a month ago. So, you know... We are we're loaded to the gills, so we got a lot coming up in the next month or so. But everything tonight is what's going to lead to our big anniversary show on June 18th. So you know, get there early. Uh, we have a raffle for for Gunner, uh, one of our longtime fans who uh, has lymphoma, and we have some uh, great stuff that we're going to be giving away for that. So we're actually going to open doors a little bit early tonight. And, you know, it's going to be a great night. So, you know, check us out. It's also our debut on Fight Plus. So we really believe we're going to have uh, a lot more eyes on FSW tonight. So it's going to be a big day. Yep, no doubt about that. And let's talk to the guy who's going to be headlining the card tonight. Man, this is going to be something else as we get to hear from Nick Zander. Nick, how you doing? (laughs) The heartbeat is going off. Do you hear it? Do you feel that? Do you guys feel <laughs> you that? Feel it. Come on. A little later than we expected it's to feel it. But yeah. Good morning. Good morning. How are you doing today? Tremendous. Thank you. I, I really appreciate it, guys. It's such a such a welcoming intro for this morning. You know what I mean? Like I say, it feels like something different might be in the air today, gentlemen. Something might might happen. Uh, a change of the guard, if you will, uh, by the end of the night. Um as of right now, man, I'm just super excited. It was hard to sleep. Um, it was definitely hard to to wrap my head around the opportunity that I have yet again here um, on a more grander scale on Fight Plus. You know what I mean? It's an arena show, but we're treating it like pay-per-view, so the vibes are going to be there, guys. The vibes are definitely going to be there, and I'm just excited to be here right now on this show um, for the first time. 
So uh, everything's going good. Thank you. Well, Nick, tell everybody a little bit about yourself and your career so far. Uh, for anybody that may have not have heard of you or is outside the Vegas area, that hasn't gotten to see you wrestle. Sure. So um, I started uh, during the pandemic at Future Stars of Wrestling in Las Vegas. And uh, probably one of my best decisions I've ever made as far as uh, taking a career path or um, what have you, you know, and you know what, what this business is, independent contract, whatever you would like to call it. Um, definitely one of the turning points in my whole life because ever since I've trained at Future Stars of Wrestling, I've gotten to travel to Mexico. I've gotten to see a lot of places in Utah, Arizona, traveled up and down California. So it's taken me places not only here in Vegas and opportunities here in Vegas, but beyond that. And, um, man, just just from the days of me having the, the green hair coming out in the Battle Royal to now in the same arena being able to uh, take myself through the process of winning Rookie of the Year – of winning championships outside of FSW and now maturing enough to be trusted in the position to main event the first pay-per-view on Fight Plus uh, from my home promotion, the promotion that, that birthed me. Coaches like Sin Bodie, Kenny King, Cody, Remy um, have all groomed me for this moment, and I think uh, tonight I'm going to make them all proud um, from that journey of – Again, just being that skinny 155-pound, uh, I guess, good to be a ref look to now, you know, this transformation into a possible FSW heavyweight champion. Uh, you, you say possible. The David difference here, I, I, I see it in the future, man. But l- let's talk about it. Like, um, I've known you since you were in there training. All right? And tonight, like we said, is a huge night. Can you take me through the mindset of when you had your first match to right now, what are we, a little over two years now, going into a championship match for the FSW Heavyweight Championship? Oh, first of all, Dave, hello. I love you so much. Thank you so much. <laughs> yes, sir. I love, I love you so much. Oh, this is so I, I sweet. Remember, I remember I used to help him uh, take the popcorn machine to his trunk. <laughs> right, yeah, that was my guy uh, right there. That, that, was, that was part of my duties back in the day, Dad. Yes, sir. Uh, <laughs> But, man, my mindset, you know, my first match, I, it was nerve-wracking because what am I supposed to be doing? Like, no idea, right? Uh, Hyperstreak at the time, Greg Sharp, uh, that week went into Joe's office was like, hey, man, you know, what about, what about Nick? And I'm just like, oh, shit. You know, like, I'm <laughs> two and a half, almost three months in, and he literally just vouched for me without me even, like, think, you know, thinking about having a match. Uh, in front of a crowd and things like that. But when you're ready to walk out, it's like WrestleMania. It's like, I, you know, you get that feeling like, I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. You know, <laughs> at, at every single moment you thought about it as a teenager, kid, watching, it, this is all going through your mind. Like, how is the crowd going to react to me? All these things, right? Um, and I just think it's more of a nervousness to perform correctly uh, to your ability. And um, nowadays, I go out there with I'm the man because yeah. in 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 this city specifically, like I am, 
You know what I mean? Everybody knows the heartbeat. Everybody knows what they're going to get. You know, you, you know I'm going to lay it all, all on the line. You know I'm going to give my 110%, and you know you're going to see some good shit. You know what I mean? That's just the reality of a heartbeat match. It's different. You feel the vibe. You feel the heartbeat um, within the arena or whatever venue. But my mindset going into something like this today is just, golf swings right not everything's gonna go your way in these matches you know what i mean so you're just gonna have to stay the course and and ride it out you know what i mean um my head's at ice ain't ice ice ain't on my level right now he's not he hasn't had the classics that i've had and uh i think dragging him in that deep water uh making him you know suck some wind making him work you know what I mean? He's used to walking and talking. He's used to the slow pay. What happens when he has to go 20, 25 in deep water? What does that look? What does that ice look like? That ice looks like water. Right, right. Separation. And, and I think we're so, going to find that out tonight, man. I've I've loved watching your evolution uh, up until this point. Is your mind ready for tonight? What What could happen if you walk away with that with that goal? Well, first of all, I think the school explodes. <laughs> <laughs> right. The roof comes off. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, man, I, uh, I've been thinking about it all night. You know, like what, what, what does that look like? What does that look like when the future stars of wrestling arena sees the heartbeat as FSW heavyweight champion? I, you know, it really wasn't supposed to be meant for me, man. I don't think it was really supposed to be meant for me at all, but just kind of the magic that that has transpired throughout these two and a half, nearly three years now is has has really given me the opportunity to be in this mindset. And, man, I can only imagine everybody's face if I was holding that title. And Ice, too, man. I mean, he's he's worked pretty hard to get there. And, um, you know, it's it's... He's only had it for a few months, so right. I think he would be more heartbroken uh, than anybody. <laughs> uh, <laughs> using some wordplay there, man, but <laughs> yes, I sir. think I think my mindset is is to break some hearts, break some faction hearts. You know, the ice mob they'll be out there. I'm sure Z will be out there. Um, so to see those faces and to see the faces of everybody so happy, so relieved to get out of the ice age, I think that would be. An incredible feeling. It would it would be a very short ice age, right, Nick? This is Brian with LasVegasWrestlingScene.com. dot com. How are you, sir? I I know your voice. All right, that's true. Good point. <laughs> Say I'm so Ryan. what's a what's a bigger what's a bigger deal? Being in the main event tonight or being on the Mark Hoke show? <laughs> well, technically, I'm in both main events, both on the Mark Hoke show. That's true. You're closing both shows. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, this is what I do. Brian. No, but what what you do you what, I mean? what has to happen different tonight for you to walk out with the title? Because obviously, the rest of the faction is influences whether they're in the building or not. They find a way to get involved. What do you have to do to different tonight to leave the arena with the gold? I think I, I think I just got to stay true to myself, and uh, I think when the match is honest, because if the faction are even seen even seen inside the arena, the match is over. Ice loses the title. It's it. We could be in the middle of doing whatever. If they, if they show up 
it is over. So they are banned from the building, correct? They can they cannot after after Royce and Jarrell defeat them for the tag team championships <laughs> earlier in the night, they're gone. Oh, oh yeah. Out of there, huh? Ooh, calling a white. They probably want to get out of there. Oh if, man. If I even see if I even see such as an eye patch or a fedora or uh uh Watson sprinkling some salt around the arena, that that's it. I'm the new FSW heavyweight champion. And you know what? It's gonna suck for ice. So I feel like he's smart enough to understand that tonight he's on his own and he has to try to get it done on his own. And when's the last time you ever seen that? Good point. Yeah, well, very good point. Well, well Nick, uh, we want to wish you the best of luck tonight. And real quick, because we've only got about a minute left, uh, everybody uh, where they can reach on social media and so on. Uh, Facebook under Nick Xander. Uh, Twitter under Nick Xander YB. And Instagram, life under the scope, all lowercase, is where you can find me on social medias. And uh, tonight at the FSW Arena, 6035 Harrison Drive, Suite 5, Henderson, Nevada. It's going to be Ice Williams versus the Heartbeat 2 and No Holds Barred. It's going to be a live pay-per-view from the arena. It's going to have a lot of energy, a lot of people there. That's where you guys can catch me and follow me among social medias and immediately tonight. All right, there you go. Nick, thanks for joining us on the show. We do appreciate it. We'll see you tonight at the FSW can Arena. We, thanks for coming on, bud. We, yeah, can we change that clap? That was I don't I don't I don't know if the cadence uh, is right. Oh uh, no, we're off. We're off, man. We're yeah. Brian See, I have rhythm. Brian's been off all day. You, you started clapping. I was following well, you. I was in appreciation. I'm taking a appreciation. And with that, we're going to wrap it up. Thanks for being with us, everybody. Uh, thanks, Joe DeFalco, for calling in. We do appreciate it. Brian Aronovich, David Difference. I'm Mark Hoke. We want to thank uh, Joe Malenko and Nick Xander for being on the show today. Unbelievable show, guys. Thank you so much. We had a great time. Come on out to the FSW Arena tonight. Should be a blast. Let's go. Get your tickets at FSWVegas.com or come on down and just buy them from Dave. Yeah, I got Do you. that too. Hey, we will see you next week on the Mark Hoke Show. Don't forget to follow us on all our social media at Mark Hoke Show on Twitter, Facebook, the Mark Hoke Show, YouTube, the Mark Hoke Show, uh, MarkHokeShow.com, podcasts at MarkHokeShow.podbean.com and all your favorite podcast outlets. It's going to be a great Great night. Thanks for joining us here on KDON. We will see you next week. Want more of The Mark Hoke Show? Follow us on Twitter at Mark Hoke Show. Like us on Facebook at The Mark Hoke Show. And visit MarkHokeShow.com to keep up with everything happening with the show. And remember to check out all of our archive shows on YouTube at The Mark Hoke Show and download our podcasts at markhokeshow.podbean.com and all your favorite podcast outlets. So join the Mark Hoke Show family today, and thanks for listening.